Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hello and welcome to the Nursing It podcast. I'm your host, David Larson. And today I will be doing an anatomy and physiology review uh, starting with the circulatory system. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about blood vessels. So our arteries, our veins, our different kinds of capillaries should be a really fun one. Before I begin, I would like to remind listeners that if you'd like to get in contact with me regarding past episodes, or if you want me to cover a topic in a future episode, to please email me at nursingandpodcast.gmail.com. I'll be happy to talk with you. With that said, please sit back relax, and let's jump right into a quick review around certain aspects of the circulatory system. So let, let me just give you some, some numbers here. How many blood vessels are there in the body? Well, there are about 26,000. And if you stretch them out, they measure up to about 60,000 miles wide. Now, the blood volume in our body is between five to six liters in an adult, and only about 250 milliliters in a newborn. Our normal heart rate is about 70 beats per minute, but it's around, you know, it can be around 80 to 100 is, is where we're comfortable with. But a newborn is about 120 beats per minute. And our normal blood pressure uh, that we should be shooting for is 120 over 80 millimeters mercury. So isn't that cool? And in our body, there are three different heart circulation routes. Think of it like highways for our body. There's the pulmonary circulation, where our heart goes from our right ventricle to our left pulmonary artery, to our lungs, to our pulmonary vein, to the left uh, atrium. So that's oxygenating our blood. And then there's the systemic circulation. Left ventricle to the aorta, to our blood capillaries, then to our vena cava, back to our right atrium taking freshly oxygenated blood to our body and bringing it back. And then there's a coronary circulation, feeding our heart itself, which goes from our aorta to our left and right coronary arteries, to our heart capillaries, to our coronary sars, back into our right atrium. Now, that was a lot of anatomy. I'm going to tell you even more anatomy right here, because we're talking about blood vessels. Because our blood vessels do have an anatomy. They have an inner portion, which is made of simple squamous endothelial tissue, also known as the turnica intima. There's a middle portion made of smooth muscle. This allows us to vasodilate and vasoconstrict our blood vessels, and this is our tunica media. And then the outer, made of connected tissue. This is made of collagen and helps reinforce and anchor our blood vessels. And this is made of turnica uh, externa. All right, so I hope that makes sense. I guess the last thing I'll mention is the very inside of our blood vessels are called the lumen, okay? And our blood pressure from our aorta to our capillaries and then to our vena cava are different. Now, just like any kind of uh, pressurized system, the pressure is always greater at the source. 
So at the aorta, our blood pressure is 120 over 80. But as we get into our arterioles and capillary, it drops to 35, then to 17, and then it dips down to zero as, it, as it's into our vena cava. So that's very interesting, and that changes the uh, uh, physiology of our blood vessels. Thus, our arteries need to be a little bit more um, able to handle higher pressure than our veins, and we'll certainly talk about that in this episode. So let's begin with our arteries. Our arteries are located deeper than veins and have thicker walls, as I mentioned, to handle more pressure. Blood flows at about 30 to 35 centimeters per second. Now that might not seem very fast, but this is compared to 0.2 to 0.3 millimeters per second in capillaries, so it is pretty fast. Our arteries are what register a pulse, uh, and they are at highest risk of, of getting atherosclerosis as they become hard and blood flow changes pressure. And this is where aneurysms can form. Now, arteries lead into arterioles, which are smaller arteries that lead into capillaries. And they have a single layer of smooth muscle around the endothelium. And these respond to uh, neural hormonals, and these constrict and dilate. As mentioned, these lead to capillaries. Now our capillaries are our smallest blood vessels, and blood flows here as mentioned at 0.2 to 0.3 millimeters per second. And this slow rate allows for diffusion to happen, which is what is needed to keep our cells alive and happy. Now the walls of capillaries consist of only turnica intima, simple squamous, and this only allows red blood cells to slip in in a single file line. Think of that. Now, collagen, cartilage, and epithelium lack capillaries. So, but however, muscles and bone are highly vascular. So that's how our body works. Now, there are three different kinds of capillaries in the human body, and I'm just shooting to tell you guys. So first off is our continuous capillaries. So this is in our skin and our muscles. And this is where intercellular cliffs are, allowing passage of fluids and small solutes. Uh, now our brain capillaries lack these intercellular cliffs and they have tighter junctions. And this tight junction is called the blood-brain barrier. So just keep that in mind. Then there is fenestrated capillaries. Fenestrated means window in, in French. And that is basically uh, what these capillaries have. They have these are endothelial cells having oval pores, aka windows, and aka fenestrated. Very cool. So this makes them more permeable. And these are located at our endocrine organs. Uh, endocrine organs, which, allow, which allows hormones to rapidly enter the blood. Our kidneys, which allows for rapid filtration. Our ciliary bodies, uh, like our, around our eyes to make aqueous humor, and our choroid plexuses to make cerebrospinal fluid. Now, finally, we have sinusoid leaky capillaries. And these are only found in our liver, bone marrow, spleen, and adrenal medulla. And these have a very large lumen and have fenestrations. So these have very large intracellular clefts that allow for large, larger molecules to move around it. Uh, and to pass through the surrounding tissue. This includes blood. 
So in the liver, there are Kuffler cells, which form part of the lining, and these are needed to remove and destroy bacteria. And it's the same thing in the spleen, where there are macrophages, which, which, which stretch through these intracellular clefts to destroy pathogens, cancer cells, and dying red blood cells. So it's basically these allow for recycling and their red blood cell uh, and bacteria killing areas of our body. Super cool, I think. Now, within the capillaries, there's what's called a pre-capillary sphincter. This is a smooth muscle around the capillaries that control the flow of blood into the capillary bed. If blood uh, flowed everywhere all at once, we would have absolutely no pressure. So, for example, if you are just laying around after you had a big meal, do you think there would, there would not be a lot of blood going to your extremities, for example, because you're not walking around? A lot would be going to your abdomen uh, because you're digesting. In contrast, if you're running away from a bear <laughs> or, or a wild dog or something, you're not going to need to digest the food that's in your stomach at this very second. You're going to be putting all your blood and all your energy into your legs so that you can run the heck away from whatever's chasing you. So, very, very cool. And this is controlled by capillary beds. So these are where two capillaries branch off uh, the arterial areas. So if these capillary beds are open, blood flows into the capillary bed allowing for digestion or running away. And if the closed blood flows through the through fair channel, and uh, so basically, if you uh, are running away from something, you're not digesting something. And these are all regulated by our vasomotor nerves. Now enough of capillaries, let's jump into venules. So venules, basically they're just small veins and they connect capillaries to our veins. Now onto veins. <laughs> veins have a very thin wall. And these walls usually collapse on themselves. Now, veins can hold up to 60% of the blood as blood reserves, and most of our blood reserves are in our veins here. So basically, skeletal muscles and gravity help bring blood back through the veins because the pressure here, as I mentioned, is about 17 millimeters of mercury. So it's very, very weak. So respiratory action, abdominal pressure, stuff like that pulls blood up the vena cava. Now, as mentioned, the, ve the veins have very thin walls, but the blood pressure in the veins are very low, so they are not at risk at bursting. And there are actually valves within our veins uh, that are made of turn tunica intima to prevent backflow of blood. These are kind of like our semilunar valves in our heart. Now there's a venous sinus, which have only endothelium and simple squamous tissue. So these include our coronary, coronary sinus or our dural sinus in our brain. And these sinuses basically re receive fluid and help drain uh, blood away from the body parts that they need it. That's what sinuses do. They receive, so, so for example, the dural sinuses will receive cerebral spinal fluid and blood draining from the brain. So it connects all this fluid, all this, and it uh, collects it all. And the sinus is basically the reservoir for that body part. 
Now I'll quickly talk about varicose veins here, and these are basically occur when the valves stretch and don't close tight enough, and then blood pools. This occurs 50% uh, of adults in the lower limbs. That's mostly in the lower limbs. But uh, however, varicose veins can also occur in the anal veins, leading to hemorrhoids, and the esophageal. Uh, and this is mostly due to congestive heart failure and stuff like that. Please stay tuned for a future episode. This will be a little bit later on, but it's going to be a full episode all on congestive heart failure, talking about this kind of stuff. Very, very cool. Finally, the last thing we're going to talk about here is vascular anastomoses. These are collateral channels, also known as arterial anastomoses as well. So these allow blood to flow through another channel if one is blocked. So this prevents cell death. For example, in your hands, uh, well, I'll just say where all they are. They're located in your abdomen, in our brain, in our heart, in our hands and feet. And these allow, if one channel is blocked, there is still other channels that will nourish the, the, the cells in that area. Obviously, super important for our brain, for our heart, for our abdomen, because if one little thing gets blocked, you're dead. You're pretty much dead. But there are organs that have poor collateral circulation, and this includes our retina, our kidneys, and our spleen. So if blood flow is obstructed to these areas, it will lead to cell death. So just so you know. Now, with that, I think I'm just going to end the episode right here. I think next episode, we're going to jump into more so of the heart. And more specifically, I think I want to talk about the conduction system of the heart. Uh, how our heart, heart pumps and, uh, and why it pumps and why our heart can pump even if it's out of the body. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting stuff. As always, you can email me at nursingandpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll make sure to answer your hard-hitting questions. I hope you had as much fun listening to this podcast as I had making it, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time, I'm David Larson. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk with you again very soon. Please take care of yourself. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.